Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Deep Waters. I'm George Jakovic, alongside the Hall of Famer, Analyst, trainer, Teddy Atlas, and the two champions, Chris Algieri and Pauli Malinaji on the East Coast, on the Northeast. I'm up in the Northeast. It's snowy here, guys. It's cold, but we're talking boxing, so it always makes me happy. Always makes me warm talking boxing. And today we're talking about Archer Betterbeev, who had a smashing return last Saturday night. Knocked out Callum Smith in the seventh round, Chris. Dropped him twice, was up pretty big on the scorecards. It really was literally a smashing return for Beterbiev. Yeah, I mean, he looked as good as ever, which is which is wild. You know, the, the old the old saying is you can't teach an old dog new tricks. But at 38, approaching 39 years old, Beterbiev is actually getting better. He was out there. He was he closed the distance brilliantly. He's very very uh, smooth on the way in. He was deceptive with the way he's able to just walk uh, Smith down, and then I mean the jab. That was that that was the biggest punch and most obvious shot for me was the jab all night long. We're seeing photos now of some of those, those shots. And his jab is a power jab. He wasn't loading up on anything. He was just getting to the target. Nice straight punches. I love how he was even throwing combinations and then would finish with a jab or throw a jab in the middle. That really offset Callum Smith. So he was never able to get his feet set so he could throw those counter punches and the power shots that he had. Super impressive. I, honestly, this has changed my mind about better BF in the upcoming potential matchup with, with Dimitri Bivol. I was always really high on, on Bivol. Now I got to rethink things. I got to go back to the drawing board and, and, and study tape on both these guys because that performance really flipped things on its head for me. And uh, yeah, I mean, it makes me even more excited for that matchup. And Betterbiev is back. He's back in a big way, showed almost no ring rust. And like I said, I think he actually was getting better. And Callum Smith, it wasn't a close fight. It wasn't, it wasn't the fight that we were expecting. I thought there were going to be moments for Callum Smith. There was none. Betterbiev was able to completely shut him down from the opening bell, close the distance. It's very impressive performance. Uh, the guy must have found the fountain of youth, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk more about that as we go, though. But uh, a really, really impressive, dominant performance from Betterbeev. Bobby. Yeah, I mean, I, I found it interesting. You know, to, uh, Chris mentioned his uh, his boxing, uh, and then not just his punching. I found it interesting because he was backing up Smith a lot, but there was also times where he was allowing himself to be backed up and kind of uh, uh, circled the ring a little bit and it sort of allowed Callum to sort of get a little comfortable coming forward and then before before restarting again, you know? So he kind of uh, uh, fought in a very technical uh, way. He wasn't just the come forward guy. I mean, obviously, he when he did a lot of the damage, he came forward, he did what he did. But then there were times where Smith was coming forward and it was almost like better be able to lure him in and then restart to back him up again, you know, sort of give him that false sense of security get it, to keep him opening up because a lot, of, it's, a lot of times it is tough to get guys uh, to open up a lot against a guy who's such a big puncher like 
like better be of, but you know, I I thought he played the the whole night very very well. I thought he played the the, the game plan very very well. He executed everything very very well. Um, you know, Champ Chris mentioned the body shots, the the jab. Um, you know, he was really putting Chris. Uh, he was really putting Callum Smith in a in uncomfortable places where physically and mentally it was stressing Callum. And you start to see that with a lot of better be of opponents that do end up going some rounds, the ones that he doesn't get rid of early. You start to see how the stress starts to get to them as well. They start to physically and mentally wear away, you know, and uh, that's what ended up happening. And, and, and what happens when that happens is, you know, you start to become more hittable when you're in those, uh, those, those uh, compromised positions, like being on the ropes and whatnot. I, I felt like Callum Smith had a good head movement on the ropes early on in the fight. Um, I felt like he should have had more head movement at center ring, but at least early on in the fight, he had uh, some decent head movement when he gave back to the ropes that he had, and he had better be of at least guessing a little bit where he was going to go. But then as the fight wore on, you saw as Callum was getting stuck on the ropes, he'd get hit with more and more cleaner shots. So you could just see it was wearing away, you know, the energy, the, 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 the physical prowess, the, the, the mental capacity to stay confident in that fight was wearing away from Callum. And, uh, you know, you eventually got worn down. How about you, Teddy? What'd you see in Archer? No, all of those things. I mean, to piggyback off of what Paulie's saying, for me, watching better be a, watching his opponent, um, it's like watching a pot of boiling water. You sure. know, it ain't gonna be there that long. You know, it, it, <laughs> it, it, you got a <laughs> you got a full pot of water there, and come back a couple minutes later, it's gonna be a half a pot. Come back a couple minutes later, it's going to be a quarter of a pot. And um, come back a little later, there's going to be nothing. And that's that's better be if, you know, he he boils you down. And just using a little different way of saying what Paulie said, but that's what he does. He, you know, you're going to fight him. You better be wrapped in titanium. And, and I don't mean, I don't mean the body. Again, what Paulie alluded to. I I mean the mind, the head, better be wrapped in titanium because it's kind of like a space shuttle coming in for re-entry into the Earth's atmosphere. You know, if you don't have titanium, the Earth's atmosphere is going to burn it up. And you better, you, you get burned up by this guy. And again, not the body. I mean, yeah, he hits you to the body, he does that, he breaks you down, he don't stop. But it's the pressure. It's the way he applies it, the the steadiness of it, the all the implications that he ain't going no more, that you have a problem. You are in the ring with the boogeyman, the John Wick boogeyman we talked about last week when Baba we were Yaba. previewing this fight. Yeah. What's his name again? Baba Yaba. There he is. And he, <laughs> he, he's Bobby Yaga. He, he is Bobby Yaga. And then you realize I'm in there with Bobby Aga. And when you realize you're in there with Bobby Aga, it gets worse. It gets worse because we know 75% of this business is mental. So it gets worse. You start to say, you can't defeat Bobby Aga. He once killed three men with, with a pencil. And <laughs> you, 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 what am I going to do? So he makes you feel hopeless. Uh, and when you have no hope, you have a big problem. You know, you could be in a war with guys and you could be taken a lot. You've seen it before and <laughs> seen it before. These guys have done it before that I'm talking with our partners here, Paulie and Chris. Mm -hmm. And 
But as long as you got hope, as long as you got something to hold on to, he takes your hope away. He and that that's from the mental side of it, not just the physical side of it. As far as the physical side of it, everything that uh the two champions just said, um, I just add in the short punches. Oh, the Joe mm. Lewis short punches. Yep. And and how he's cerebral in a way, you know, that's where we we lose something with him where you think just that he's just a sick and destroy guy. And again, Paulie touched on it. You think he's just a sick and destroy. No, he's a lot more than that. He's a, he's a, he's a lot more than that, but that's his approach. That's the style. That's what you walk away with. That's what you think, but no, no, no. It's a lot more than that. And he, sometimes he'll, he'll just draw them and he won't draw them as hard. And then all of a sudden he's moving you into a position. He knows what he's doing. He's drawing them. He's he's like the hunter that's out there, you know, in the forest. And he knows that the pheasant is there, but he's got to flush him out. So he shoots a shot over here to, <laughs> to flush it out over. Well, that's what he's doing. He's flushing a guy out, moving him into a position, not letting him think, making him hopeless, creating, you know, chaos in his mind, keeping him discombobulated. You know, George Foreman was good at that in a different way. When George Foreman fought Joe Frazier, everyone saw the uppercut, lift him off the ground. They saw that. Mm -hmm. Devastating. But the jab, the jab kept discombobulating him. It never let him get his senses together, his hope together, his body together. And that's that's what he does. And he's throwing all these little shots. He's moving you where he wants. Uh, he goes to the body, he mixes it up, and he also, in the seventh round, he he when he when he finally got it to the point where there was the avalanche, and then the the final result of it, the accumulation of everything, it had started right from the first round, when he started sending a signal, started sending a message, but throughout the rounds he was trying to time him with a right hand, and and I'll say it again, timing. Not just throw right hand. He was looking for a spot where where he could time him. And he finally got it in the seventh. He timed it with the right hand. That got him to the place he wanted. And then he went in there and he knew how to finish. And he also knows how to obviously put punches together, put the right punches. The, the uppercut comes at the right time. Just at the right time. Because he's calm in an uncalm environment. Because he sees that where him... He'll choose the right point. And it's so important for the great fighters, to the special fighters, to choose the right point. It's not luck. It's not luck. They know that that's the right punch. And he knows it's the right punch at the right time. Also, the other thing that I would just add in there is obviously what Chris talked about, the jab, how he uses that jab, you know, and just the complete package, uh, the short punches, and also counters. He mixed in everything. And people will miss it. Again, you miss it because you're just thinking at the end of the day what you have. You have a guy that destroyed the guy. So you had an aggressive guy. So you had a seek and destroy missile. So that's all you had. No, you had much more than that. You you had infrared. You, you had infrared missiles. You had laser-guided missiles. You had counter punches. He I saw jabs. I saw body work. I saw short punches. I saw... Time punches, I saw the right selected punches, and then I saw counter punching in spots. Anyway, the whole package. Listen, listening to you guys made me think of something. I, I want to actually see if you guys agree. I, I, I've been saying this for a while. Punchers and finishers are different things. Better be Ev, 
Fetterbiev showed, yeah, he can punch. We know that. Both. We knew that going in. But he's also a finisher. And that's why he's got mm -hmm. a perfect KO percentage. And, and Paulie, what you said is, is it was, was spot on in terms of him actually backing up and luring Callum Smith in. Because listen, because Paul, you've been in the ring with guys and that are good punchers, but maybe aren't the best finishers. One guy I can think of was, was Ruslan Babanikov. Great puncher. Best puncher I've ever been in the ring with. Wasn't the greatest finisher at times because he got a little, he wasn't thinking as much. Better be Ev, opposite. Ravonica never took a step back. He never set up a knockout. He just he just bulldozed you and beat you up and got you out of there. A guy like Betterbiev, he can do that. He's done that. We've all seen him do that. People expect him to do that. But listen, on top of that, he could do all the things that you were saying, Teddy. He's got the, the full arsenal, the artillery, to use the jab in between, use the body shots, to step backward, to lure you into to delivering that power. Paul, uh, Teddy, you've got that great saying, right? You can have nukes in your, in your, in your gloves, but if you don't have the targeting system to get there, it doesn't matter. Better be a, not only has the nukes, but he has the delivery system to get there, get there again and again, to set it up when it's not working, and find a way to get you out of there. Super impressive top to bottom, this guy. Well, Chris, um, you, you mentioned the, the fountain of youth, and, and Better Be Able is going to be 39 years old in a few days. Uh, we talked about his atypical drug test last week. ESPN literally gave it 59 seconds during the telecast. They talked about it for under a minute. Um, I just want to read a, He's their a fighter. Post. Look, we tell them we, we shoot it straight here. Exactly. Well, really. Exactly. Well, he, he, he's, he's their fighter. I'm surprised they spent 59 seconds yeah. on it. Boxing media is I, not I, fair. I, Boxing media is well, not fair. Who, who gets covered and who doesn't are, are two different things. Well, Chris, I want to get your uh, – I want to read a, a post from Tony Bellew, former Cruiserweight champion. Um, he said, obviously, we want Bivol Beterbiev next. It's a great fight. But please show me a fighter who has gotten stronger with age. He's 39 and he's getting more destructive. Physically, that's not usually possible, but he's doing it. Our great sport needs looking at like baseball was. And of course, we remember the big baseball steroid scandal. That's obviously what he's alluding to. Um, what do you make about what Tony said and about his performance, Peterbia's performance at 39? You know, we, we talked about this last week on, on one of our shows, and if, if you don't have the app, you should definitely download it and, and check out what, what we got going on because we talk about everything as, as, as it unfolds. And I'm sticking with what I said. I mean, it, it's a curious finding. I, I think there should, be, um, there should be more investigation. I mean, why does this guy at 39 have elevated levels of testosterone and HDH in multiple drug tests, both urine and blood, leading up to a fight, you know, months out, of course. What do they um, call it? What do they call it, Chris? Abnormal? Ab abnormal? Atypical. atypical. Atypical findings. Um, atypical. I, I even like the different ad adjectives they start yeah. using. Like, well, that, that's a new one to so me. So that's that's the oh, thing. Oh, that's atypical. They, they, got, they, they keep adding like uh, right. they keep adding uh, the, the vocabulary to it to kind of make it sound a bit as normal as it can, you know. And even if Better BF did has done everything by the code and everything's legal. He's an atypical guy, so that that yes. is not not the worst uh, not the worst uh, word choice in terms of uh, you know what's going on. Listen, some people are genetic freaks. He might be that way, but like I said, in terms of um, him definitely being tested in the past and this never being an issue, um, I would I would I would say this needs a little more investigation. I think just my, to, my, just to be safe because it's a very dangerous sport and he's obviously a very dangerous puncher. My, my curiosity is okay. We talk about um, like Bellu said. Okay, tell, show me a guy who's gotten older and and, and stronger and and better and 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 has gotten this this these kind of performances as they get older. You know, I I, I think of guys like Ali. I think of guys like you know the, the guys Hopkins. who've gotten that were really well. Ali was older and he and he faded out. You know what I'm saying? And Bernard Hopkins, too. Bernard changed his style. He was way more yeah. destructive when he was younger. Um. Yeah. Uh. You know. 
that's the thing. You kind of got to become a bit more clever as you get older. And, and when you have this kind of situation, um, I don't know, man, I, we've seen this before and in, 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 in the past 20 years, especially, um, I don't know, man. It's it's uh it's one of those things that's become taboo to talk about because mm-hmm. people like to root for winners, you know. Uh, and so when you pinpoint their winner, um, as a guy who might not be doing it right, I think it's uh it hurts their feelings. It um it it sort of makes them feel a certain way because it's a person that they sort of connected with emotionally. You know, if you look at it, it's almost like their superhero. You know, um, you know, it's 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 something that, you know, I, it, it, it pulls a, on a nerve for some people when you call it out. But you got to also understand that when guys are doping or cheating or whatnot, they're going to typically be winners. They're not going to be guys who are, you know, doing that and then not and then coming up short against clean and against clean guys. So, you know, it, it, it does. So it, it is difficult to um, to do this, especially in a sport that really doesn't do much drug testing or as much as they should. It isn't as strict as much as they should be so that you can never really be sure. And then when you can never really be sure, there are laws against, uh, uh, you know, staining somebody's reputation and they can kind of sue you and whatnot. But really, the testing is so it's so, you know, what what's the word I'm looking for? So so I mean, low, it- low level. Yeah, low it's level. Low level. It's 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 and few and few and far between. It's that, yeah. That, that that really you can't. It's porous. It's really what yeah, it is. And they, you can't really have a drawn out conclusion. So and they keep winning, but you're seeing the evidence, and you can't really say too much. You can kind of hint at it, but then again, I, I've been through it. Man. That's why I stopped saying this stuff. You know. Uh, yeah. It, it pulls on a nerve, and the and people I notice people get emotional towards this certain fighters where there are people they look up to them. The athletes in general, actually, you know, you there are people that people don't want to admit. Uh, these kind of things about and then they'll say they'll look at somebody like me and say well well uh, you know you uh you know you're just mad or you're just jealous because you, you didn't accomplish that bro i wasn't doing that shit though you know what i mean like i i can look at myself in the mirror and hey maybe they can too when you have no morals and no standards you can look at yourself in the mirror and be totally fine with it because your bank account has got 10 times more money in it than i do they have no mirrors they don't have mirrors but you go in their house there's no mirrors yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Right? They're like Dracula. But, you know, it's like but, Dracula. But, but if you go Dracula's house, there's no mirror. not in the mirror. But the thing, is, the thing is, Teddy, it's also the momentum you gain from being a winner. And so people sort of jump on the momentum train, on the gravy train, and in the fans and get on there. And then they protect you because, again, they there's an emotional connection to a winner that they look up to. And I hate to say it, bro. If you like this, and a lot more people like this in today's society than maybe 50 years ago, you're a loser, dude. You're a loser. Doesn't matter how rich you are, doesn't matter how much you're a loser. If you need to be in denial about things like this, and then and you gotta get mad about things that are pretty obvious, you know, that sometimes they get started getting pretty obvious. Things situations like this get pretty obvious. You're a loser, dude. You know what I mean? Whether you make money or whether you don't make money in your own private life, you're a loser. Especially if you're a grown man who needs another grown man to be a certain type of superhero status. And and you we can't break the news to you that they, they hey, this might not be a real thing. This might be something that you know needs to come out. You're a loser, dude. And, and it's all these losers out there that are actually the problem because they're the ones that gain this. This would have no momentum if we didn't have such an overload of losers in this world and 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 that need to look up to people like this 
instead of looking up themselves and say, you know, I can find the motivation in myself. I don't need to find the motivation in a guy like this, you know, but that's the thing. And then when you call out that particular guy, you call out that particular problem within the sport that this sport has a big, big problem. Like Bellu said, it is, mm -hmm. it is getting to the level where it was like baseball, baseball had the same problem in that they didn't want it to come out. They didn't want it to right. be out. Like I, I was 17 years old. I remember that baseball scandal. I was 17 years old and I was saying they want steroids at 17. I'm like, this doesn't even make sense. And I'm almost 17 year old naive idiot. And I'm thinking to myself, bro, Maris and Mantle were like neck and neck in the 40s, 50s. And Mantle fell, fell off and Maris got the 61 home runs. It was like neck and neck. These guys are getting, these guys are getting close to, these guys are getting the 50 at the all-star break. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, this doesn't even know. Oh, champ. I, you know, and but people didn't want to hear it back then. Baseball made a ton of money back then because why did baseball make a ton more money back then? Why did they love? Because again, people love to believe in something like that. Oh, go remember the commercials? Comic book. Go get a Marvel comic book. Go get a DC comic book and read them every day. You you want to look up into you want to look up at superheroes. You want to look up in go 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 rent yourself a, a a Marvel movie. There's more of those out there, by the way. That's not by coincidence either. You know what's there's more and more superhero movies out today. You notice that? That's not by coincidence, bro. We are made to appease a loser generation that then. It, it, it gives us these kind of results, these kind of situations. And I'm, bro, in a dangerous sport like this, you're really, really playing with fire. You're because even when something happens to somebody, you can never even oh, could it? No, that nobody ever talks about that. Everybody says, ah, it's part of the game. It's just that because you can never talk about the doping aspect of it because you don't know who's doping who's not anyway. Because they, they're, they, there's no the the, toast, the testing is so weak. Well, champ, to, you know to that point, you are hurt. You, you, People catastrophically getting hurt. They, they weren't in the ring with somebody like that. You don't know anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the, the testing doesn't catch anybody anyway. Almost almost never. Champ, well, you and I, we fought at high level. We were surrounded by guys that potentially could have been. Or when I, And listen, I, I know a lot of uh, a lot of people thought during during my heyday, a lot of people thought that I was on drugs. And a lot of my a lot of my opponents actually, Ruslan Vakov actually paid for my, my drug testing because there was there was talk that I was because I never got tired. I was in great shape. I could take a punch. So you know, I got tested. And I was I was a lot of jibs. There's a difference when we're getting tired. I, I I can tell. I can see a guy conditioned the right way yeah. and condition. I can see a guy when you. I'm not gonna even name the guy's name because I, I got killed every time I say this guy's name. When you're throwing 15 punch combinations and then you back it up and and, and backing up with and re and reaffirming it with a 20 punch combination and jumping back in and jumping back in and jumping back out and jumping back in. You when you you can there's a punch count where your jab is a high level and you you were like that and I was like that I had a lot of high punch count too but it was mostly jabs because I'm able to control the pace. Well, I threw so, combinations I, too quite a bit. I think that's a lot of people uh, you know but but so you're taking those you're taking something off of some of the combinations yeah, of you're not course. throwing them all hard you know what I mean there's there's well, a Teddy. different thing. It's, it's like a driving a Ferrari bro. Listen, I was I was tested for all my big you got guys that are constantly in fifth gear when there was guys constantly in fifth gear. Let's, let's get let's get Teddy's take, but also I want to throw out there because we're we're running out of time. Teddy, I, I want your take on that. But also, um, Beterbia Bivol, it's just about announced. Um, His Excellency Turkey Alashik said that he wants to fight in June. He said that at the uh, the Joshua press conference yesterday, the Joshua and Ganu press conference yesterday. So we're looking forward to that fight maybe in June. But Teddy, your thoughts on the whole atypical drug test for Beterbia? Well, I'll tell you a guy real quick uh, that got better with age. You know, it, it's not it's not typical, like we just said, but uh, Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, I'll say it. He got better. And I love Manny Pacquiao. And I'm not accusing him of anything. But uh, the question came up a couple of times. Uh, you know, so um, 
he he got bigger. You're not supposed to get stronger. He got stronger. He, he you're not supposed to keep your speed. He kept his speed, and he kept going, 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 going. And and he even even when he was old, he beat guys like Thurman. Um, you know who was inactive at all, but still. Uh, and listen, he's a special guy. Manny Pacquiao's a special special fighter. But I'm just saying. He ain't the first guy that we got a glimpse of some of this. I just wanted to remind us of that. We forget sometimes. And Teddy, look, I, I didn't forget. But, I fought him. <laughs> no, you can't. I don't, I don't forget Manny Pacquiao. You can't forget. And and I think it was right. I had to bring him up. And and again, I love the guy. But I love what he's about. I love what he does with his people and his country and everything else. What he tries to do. What he cares about. But uh, you know, facts are facts. So. Anyway, no accusation. Just put it out there the way it should be put out there and not avoiding something. But boxing is not, it, it don't police itself. It doesn't investigate itself. It doesn't, it's not set up. That's where you need a national commission. I know I don't have much time here, but it, there's no infrastructure to police itself, to, to, in, to put forward rules and then enforce rules. It's not set up for that. Everything else is just BS and just talk, chip and jab. Everyone's talking about it, but nothing at the end gets done because there's not a national commission. There is that kind of infrastructure in baseball, so they could do it. And i tell you another thing. Congress got involved, and I'll put this out there. Why? Because because they care, because there's, there, there's big marketing out there. Uh, there's big corporations behind it. Big Boxing don't have a, that. Boxing is thought of as the red light district, unfortunately. And and the people that are, maybe they're not as important to care about. And I and I gotta say it because I want to ruffle somebody's feathers. Maybe they just, uh, we don't care about them, but we care about the baseball players. We care about the football players. We care about other people, but we don't care about the boxers that come mm. from very difficult places in life that deserve to be cared about, that put it all on a line. Every time they get in the ring, they get out of the ring with less of themselves, then they go in the ring. We shouldn't care about them. We shouldn't have the rules for them. We shouldn't have the protection for them. Of course we should. And I'll finish with this. It's prevalent through our sport. Yeah, it is. Every once in a while it pops up. You hear about this, but nothing really happens. It's prevalent. And the, the sport has it all over the place. And it is a serious problem that Paulie was talking about. That Chris was, It is a very serious problem. And I'm not accusing one person of it. It's out there across the board. And it needs to be done some needs to be done about it because unlike hitting a baseball, I don't give a crap if a baseball gets the cover knocked off it, but I do give a crap if a freaking guy's skull gets cracked in because there's something in that guy's veins that shouldn't be in the veins. Well, to, to your point, Teddy, what, like Tony Bayou said, our great sport needs looking at like baseball was but there's no one to check into it. Chris, I want to go to you real quick, and then we'll wrap this up. Yeah, I just want to, I want to tie in a couple of things that both uh, Teddy and, and Paulie touched on. Um, you know, Paulie and I, we fought at a high level. We were around that, and we, and we knew that there were guys that, that, were, that were using. And listen, I, I, I know of guys. I'm not, we're not, we're not ac accusing anyone or naming any names or anything like that. But someone like me, and Paulie, I, 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 I've talked to you off air, and we're the same way. I never had, I never, I had too many ethics to, to be one of those guys. Like, well, listen, they're doing it, so... I got to do it too, you know? I wish I could have been that guy, kind of, you know? But honestly, I, I, I wasn't one of those guys. I don't have that. Even if I didn't have that ethical wherewithal to be able to, to make that decision, be like, you know what, I'm doing it, they're doing it, it is what it is. If I had gotten caught, my entire career would have been nil. I'm not one of those guys who could be above the testing. Some of these guys, it doesn't matter. They get caught and, you know, they just deal with it. 
And it is what it is, and people forget it. Like you said, it gets pushed under the rug. I was never one of those guys. I wasn't a guy that was able to be above that, and a lot of other fighters aren't. And when the guys do get caught who aren't those top-name guys, you never hear about them again. But the top-name guys, for some reason, they can come back into sport to what you said, Paulie, these superhero-type guys that people really like and these that have the media behind them, that they have their promotional companies behind them. Uh, it's just different. That's why I said boxing media is not fair. Because no one, you don't get the same look. You don't get the, uh, looked under the same microscope depending on fighter to fighter. And that's a problem, too. And like you said, Teddy, there is no oversight. There's no one to look over this stuff. There's no one who really, really cares that much because it's going to hurt their bottom line. And that's, that's the real issue. It's it, when the bottom line, it, for someone who's major, a promotion or a network or a media, whatever, when their bottom line is, is in danger, that's when this stuff doesn't get out. And it, it, it's a real shame. And like we talked about the baseball situation, um, they, they fix theirs. I don't know if this is going to get fixed anytime soon in boxing. Well, five this is five seconds, five seconds. And that's why guys like Barry Bond started doping because he saw Sosa and McGuire. He was a great home run hitter and he's realized, hey, I, I deserve this kind of credit too. I was a great home run hitter. And, and that's why he started on it. The trickle down effect. It forces guys who wouldn't otherwise have done it start yep. to do it as well. And the sport becomes, it becomes rampant in the sport because you can't succeed and it affects your paycheck if you don't do it. Well, it's an ongoing discussion, guys. And it seems like we have this discussion every few weeks. But uh, the bottom line with Deep Waters, Artur Beterbiev is back. We're looking forward to him fighting Dimitri Bivol maybe in June. We're going to have a lot of talk about that fight. And, guys, I think this subject about drugs and boxing is obviously going to come up soon again. want to thank you guys. want to remind everyone to download the app, subscribe, because you get champions and Hall of Famers every single day talking boxing. Pro Box TV is your boxing channel. Mm -hmm.